Good morning, good morning. This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarva speaking. And we're bringing you a series of studies now on Satan, the God of this world. And we're coming down to that subject this morning uh, in, the, in the general theme, Satan, the God of this world. But we're looking at Satan's devices for our study today and probably the next study or two. Just looking at Satan's devices. I want to bring you a, a study this morning on that subject. Under the general theme, the God of Satan, the God of this world. You'll find our text in 2 Corinthians 2.11. Listen to what it says. Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. This text grows out of the fact that a young man in the church of Corinth had committed a grievous sin of incest. That is, he was living with his father's wife. Paul wrote the church condemning this sin and commanding them in the spirit of Christ to deliver such a one to Satan for, he, for the destruction of the flesh. That is, the fleshly sin which had saddened those precious souls there in that church. But in the second chapter of 2 Corinthians, we find that this young man had repented in sackcloth and ashes, and Paul was urging them to forgive him and restore him into full fellowship, lest Satan should get an advantage of us. For we are not ignorant of his devices. Souls that walk sinfully are like rotten spots in our love feast and cause God's children many tears of weeping, according to Jeremiah 9.1, where the prophet Jeremiah weeps in secret over the sins of Judah, found there in Philippians, uh, Philemon, uh, Philippians, yeah. Gracious souls used to mourn over other men's sin as well as their own, but we don't see that today, do we? No, we don't see any mourning over sin today, especially for someone else's sin. Where is our weeping over sin? Where is our mourning because of our transgression or the transgressions of our people? We see our worldly leaders. We see our statesmen, so-called, our national leaders, uh, just found in sin. There's no mourning there. There's no taking the blame. That's right. The Apostle Paul and the, and the godly members of the Corinthian church had wept and sorrowed and mourned over this young man who had fallen into sin. And then he said, now let's restore him to our fellowship lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. We want to look at that expression, lest Satan should get an advantage of us, which means lest Satan should overreach us or reach over us. The word advantage signifies to have more than that belongs to one. Paul, in taking his illustration from the greedy merchant who takes all opportunities to, to beguile and deceive others, so he compares Satan to that wily merchant who devoureth men's souls. Oh, how we should watch and labor and pray and walk with the Lord, lest Satan should overreach us or take advantage of us and score a victory over some other poor soul. Then Paul said, we're not ignorant of Satan's devices, which means his plots, his strategies, his designs, his conspiracies, all of his scheming to do, the e to do evil or to lead us away from God. No, we're not ignorant of those things. Satan has many devices to deceive and to entangle and uh, undo the souls of men. That's right. Let us turn now to Ephesians 6:11 and read, Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. That word wiles means or signifies snares, which Satan lays behind one's back to catch the individual unaware. It is the message of the old subtle serpent, whereby he sets upon a man and takes, a, takes him off guard. Yes, he catches us off guard. He's a wily old serpent. That's right. The word wiles of the devil also signifies 
such snares as the devil sets to catch one of his own. That's right, by the snares in his, in, in his own road. Let me read that again. The, the words wiles of Satan also signify such snares as the, devil, as the devil sets to catch one of his own. That's right, one of his own. Here's a man who walks in his own road, and all of a sudden he's caught by the snare of Satan, or he falls into the pit. You see, Satan is the arch enemy of man's soul, and it's his business to take a man unawares by the snare that he can set. The phrase also, the wiles of the devil, signifies Satan purposely, craftily setting his snare to take, a, take, it, uh, take advantage, a great advantage, at the same time rendering man utterly helpless to free himself from the snare. Just like a, uh, a, a horse fly in the woods caught in one of those uh, spider webs that you see there in the, in the, in the forest sometime. When you're walking through there, you'll see a big old web stretched across between two trees. And you'll see the unwittingly fly or moth there flying through the woods. And all of a sudden, he runs into that sticky mass there. And a big old spider runs out there and stings him to death. That's right. Just a picture of Satan. Oh, how cunning Satan is. Just like that spider. The average, if you're not looking, you can't see that web. It's, it's almost invisible. It's stretched across there. I've been there many times hunting in the woods and be not paying any attention and walk into one of those things, and it just almost wraps your face up with that slimy, gooey, sticky stuff. That's a trap. It's a trap for those insects that the spiders, uh, and then Satan has the same thing. He goes about waylaying, seeking his prey. So we see Satan doesn't hurt in his... He does more hurt in his sheepskin than he does in a roaring lion. Oh, yes, we have people warn us about Satan going up and down like a roaring lion, and he does, but he wears a sheepskin, too. He comes in sheep's clothing. You've often heard the expression that Satan comes on as a wolf in sheep clothing. Yes. How can he steal in posing as a sheep? He imitates a Christian, thus getting over his slimy, dastardly, hellish work of ensnaring the souls of men. When you hear a preacher who seemingly preaches the word of God, preaches the truth, listen for two things, would you? Repentance and blood redemption. If they're not there, if those two subjects are not there in his preaching, then he's a, he's a, a, a wolf in sheep's clothing. That's right, my friend. That's exactly right. Do you listen intently for those things when you hear God's man on the radio, so-called, or on the television? One of the things that I often listen for when I hear a preacher, either at a, at a service or at a funeral or at a, uh, on the radio, I listen for him to tell how God saved him. Did you know that I believe that in every message that we bring here, those of us who preach here at the radio missions, every message, I know, listening to the old trailblazer many, many years, all, I would say almost every message, there's some indication of how God saves a sinner. And that's what preaching is, my friend. That's right. Now let's look at 2 Timothy 2.26. And that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil, who has taken captive at his will. Who, who are taken captive at his will. Let me first look at, look at, call your attention to that expression, recover themselves, which means to awaken themselves. The apostle Paul is speaking of one who is asleep or drunk, or a captive of Satan who has to be awakened and restored to his normal senses. This is the work of the Holy Spirit under the preaching of God's word. 
when these sleeping souls who rest in the arm of Satan, the old wicked one, as his captive, they may be awakened to their true condition. Now let's look at that expression, taken captive. The Greek word signifies here to be taken alive. The expression is a military expression and means to be taken alive as soldiers who are taken alive in battle and led away captive as prisoners. It also signifies as a bird taken alive or snared in the fowler's net. It's a picture of Satan taking a poor soul alive in his, as his prisoner, holding him captive. So Satan has snares for the wise. He has snares for the simple. He has snares for the hypocrite, snares for the upright, snares for the generous souls, snares for the timid soul, snares for the rich, and snares for the poor. Yes, he has snares for the aged, snares for the youth. It's Satan's business. Now, we've often said here on this broadcast that Satan is always up and about his business. And that's why I recommend to our folks here and to you to let's be up and be about our, past, our father's business, Pastor. You, you pastor in a church? You the head of some church organization? Whether you be a, a high-mighty high, high uh, preacher or just some little young preacher down in the bend of the creek there somewhere with a small congregation? Listen, let's be up and about our Father's business. Uh, we, we have such a lazy do-nothing ministry today, don't we? Oh, the golf club has ruined uh, many, many a preacher, my friend, and consequently many a congregation has gone on to hell because of the golf course. Oh, the golf course is not evil. The evil is in shirking our duty, spending our time out there, and, uh, and letting our congregations go to hell. Yes, he has snares for the, for the pastor. It's his business to study the souls of every class of people and then to lay a snare to catch them. Happy are those souls who have been delivered from his snares and are not taken captive at his will. Yes, happy is God's child who's been delivered from the snares of Satan. And then we walk day by day, day by day, with the consciousness that Satan's always there, always ready to ensnare God's child. We're so, we're so simple, God's children are, my friend. We're just simple. That's right. But let me give you one more scripture. In Revelation 2.24, we find these words. But I say, but unto you I say, and unto the rest in thy tower, as many have not this doctrine, and which have not known the depths of Satan as they speak, I will put you, I will put upon you none other burden, but that which ye have already hold fast till I come. Let me call your attention to the word depths, the depths, the depths which have not known, which ye have not known the depths of Satan. Those poor souls in the church of Thyatira call their opinion. The depths of Satan. Let's, that's right. The depths of Satan. They were. They were. Uh, those. Uh, they were intended. That's right. Let me go back and read that again. Those poor souls in the church of Thyatira call their opinions the depths of God, when indeed they were the depths of Satan. You call your opinions depths, and so they are. But such as they are, the depths of Satan, uh, yes, that's right. That's what man's opinion all. When you hear a so-called theological professor sitting in the seat of learning, so-called, giving his opinion that the great old Bible is a doctrine of substitution, death of, of Christ is a theory and only a theory, and that the death of Christ on the cross was one of sharing our sin, this is just a whispering in the hiss of Satan. That's right. 
That's right. When you hear them talk about the miracles of Christ as mere legends and statements, we're not sure that we have true records, and they say how much of the Bible you can believe. All of that, my friend, is only the hiss of Satan. And, and we, we're going to get a little deeper into that in our next study. But, but would you just take pay particular attention? We, we're facing a crisis in our lives today, my friend. We're battling for the souls of men here at the Old Trailblazer broadcast. I know what we're battling. We're battling the forces of hell. That's right. And only by the power and demonstration of the Holy Spirit, by the power and grace of God, can we stand against the wiles of Satan. I know it's easy to say to uh, withstand Satan, uh, resist Satan, and he'll flee from you. But did you know it takes grace to do that? For Satan is not just a little influence like we hear folks say. No, no, he's not just a little influence. He's a, he's a mighty host. Uh, of power, my friend, and, and, and he never has lost one iota of the power that he was cast out of heaven with. So he comes on as a roaring lion or as a sheep, a wolf in sheep's clothing. He only knows error. He can't tell the truth. He has no truth there that he can tell because he's a, he's a, a liar and the father of it. So I wish you'd stay with us on these studies if you would and uh, call someone, ask them to tune in next time on our next study. And uh, remember... The old trailblazer rides out day by day, bringing you, thus saith the Lord. Also, we'd like to mention that we have a new catalog out for our radio, Bible, and bookstore. And that has all of our good sound books that we sell here at the bookstore, the old Puritan preachers, and uh, those of uh, Whitfield, Bonar, Spurgeon, Max Shane, all of those. We have many, many of them. We have one of the nicest bookstores in the country. So if you'd write us, we'd send you that catalog. And remember... Uh, don't, don't forget to pray for us. Write us, would you, and let us know you're listening. This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. Our mailing address is Radio Missions, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785, and my website, radiomissions.org. Goodbye, and God bless you. Pastor Pendarvis invites you to listen to the Radio Missions Internet radio station that presents the old Trailblazer broadcast, Voice of Truth broadcast, weekly sermons, and music 24 hours a day. For information and a link to listen, visit our website at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org. And be sure to join us again each Monday through Friday on this station for the old Trailblazer broadcast with Pastor Albert Pendarvis. 